yeah, a year ago today was probably about 60, 65 in, okay, mo- so in month. Doubled. You've doubled year over year, something like that. Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Anik Clurry. He's 23 years old and the co-founder of TrueFan, a company building products to improve brand engagement while compensating users for their data. He's passionate about gaming and esports and is also an investor in the Fozzie clan. Anik, are you ready to take us to the top? I am, Nathan. How are you doing? What is, what is that, the Fozzie clan? Am <clears throat> I even saying it correctly? Uh, it's FaZe Clan. So um, FaZe is a, uh, obviously they're an esports organization. They have uh, been probably around for, well, I'm 23 and I've been watching them since I was like probably 11, 12 years old. So probably like 10, 11 years. Um, and yeah, actually they recently just announced they're going to be going public soon, which is super exciting. The first, uh, in my opinion, like major esports organization to go public. So yeah, super excited. And again, like I, I grew up being a massive Call of Duty nerd. So to be able to kind of join them as an investor almost two years ago now was really awesome. All right. Tell me about TrueFan. What's the company doing? Who are you selling to? Yeah, absolutely. So TrueFan as a basis is like talk about the bio, like really what we aim to do is help enterprises collect compliant consumer data in a way that, you know, really cuts the, the consumer into the data equation. So we work with large enterprises like Netflix or the NBA to essentially allow them to better understand their audience through data. So the main areas we focus on are web data, first party data, like emails, uh, phone numbers, mailing addresses, and social media data, like a user's data on Instagram or Twitter. And what do these these customers on average pay you per month to use the technology? Yeah. So, you know, we definitely range, like we have, um, you know, uh, subscription plans that, you know, a, a small business or many influencers use on our website that range from like, you know, 200 bucks a month to 500 bucks a month. And, you know, enterprises, we definitely have some large, you know, larger enterprises that, you know, are probably our ACV is anywhere from 2,500 to about 5,000 per month uh, on average for an enterprise customer. So your largest customer is what, 60 grand a year? Uh, no, we have a, we have a few customers who are kind of outliers that are more along the lines of like 140 to 160. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. So, so really truly full span here, but sweet spots, maybe like a grand a month, something like that. Um, I'd say we heavily weight towards the enterprise side. So probably I think our actual ACV number between uh, enterprise and transactional is, is around 1900. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fair enough. And then what's the backstory here? When did you write the first line of code for the platform? Yeah. So TrueFan was, you know, really we started about three and a half years ago and it was really the the brainchild of kind of my co-founder Swish. Um, you know, he is an amazing, amazing guy, really awesome background, but he was in New York and he'd been building media companies. So his, uh, his project he was working on before TrueFan was this uh, media company called Dunk. And they essentially own Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, Snapchat accounts, all regarding basketball content. And they had about 11 million followers across the network. So Wait, hold he on. Worked There's, this is yeah. too much coincidence here. Basketball, his name is Swish. Is his name actually Swish? <laughs> uh, so his name is Swaroshish, but his <laughs> PE okay. teacher in sixth grade couldn't pronounce that and nicknamed him Swish. I got it. Okay. This makes sense. So this now. was, this was the, the nickname was long before he got into any of this. 
That's hysterical. Okay, so you guys start yeah. writing code in like 2018. Um, how many customers are you now serving today? Yeah, so right now I think we have about 75 enterprise customers, and in total, probably over. Oh man, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think like 300 to 400 customers. I'm probably, I'm honestly probably getting the exact customer amount wrong, but I do know about 75 enterprise customers. So if we just look at these enterprises at like two grand a month on average, I mean, what you guys are north of 150 grand a month right now in revenue? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And maybe double or triple that, right? If you add in all the smaller users, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our ARR is, you know, probably, you know, in terms of where we're at, you know, it's definitely north of like 1.5, 1.6. So feeling, uh, feeling pretty good. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that mean 1.6 would be a, Okay, well, hold on. So like 150 grand a month would be almost a 2 million run rate, but you're, you said you're closer to 1.5 million run rate? Correct, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Cool. So so what, talk to me a little bit about this other thing you're working on, which is Surf. H- how did this sort of come out of TrueFan? Are they related? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, really to be, to be honest with you, Nathan, a lot of what we've done over the last couple of years is really just try to understand where consumer data is going. I think, you know, if, if you say like, well, what am I obsessed with right now? I really, you know, outside of like, you know, probably like skiing or diving, which are like passions or hobbies. Um, I'm really obsessed with consumer data and like, what does the future of consumer data look like? And the last couple of years, whether we were building TrueFan, we were really just trying to understand like, what does that look like? And what we realized is we believe that the future of consumer data is opt-in and it's a value exchange. Meaning that if a consumer is going to give data to a brand, they need to get something in return. Long gone are the days where, you know, your privacy and your data was the admissions price for entering the internet. We don't believe that that's what the future of the internet is going to look like. And thus, you know, all of the last couple of years and working with these different customers, we started to understand that we started to understand that, you know, brands wanted better data on their audience, but they also wanted data that they could use, you know, moving forward and, you know, that they would actually be able to use with GDPR, CCP anyways. Long story short, Surf was our way of saying, we want to reward consumers for their data, and we want to provide brands compliant data that they can't get from other sources. So what Surf is, it's a browser extension that anyone in North America can download, and you get points for browsing the internet, and you can use those points for items, gift cards, whatever you want, and all the browsing information you share is anonymized. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that by actually being on the internet, you can earn from sharing your data, and your data, you know, instead of it just being taken from other large companies, you can earn from it. So, so help me understand, like, can you quantify the, like, what do you measure GMV through surf or like, what, what's the key metric there? Yeah. For us in terms of, you know, key metrics with surf right now are really just daily active users, um, you know, launched about a month and a half ago and we're at about 16,000 DAUs, which is really, really exciting for us over 35 million URLs shared. So, you know, then, you know, really great feedback, like close closing in on, I think 300 reviews on the Chrome store. Which is really exciting as well compared to other you know browser extensions that have been out a lot longer than us. Uh, we've had really positive community feedback and people being excited about this idea that they can earn from their data. Mm-hmm. And uh, you launched on Product Hunt as well. How many signups did Product Hunt drive? Yeah, I think Product Hunt was our first like our first real day, you know, and where we weren't just you know giving it to friends and family. I think we got like six hundred something upvotes from Product Hunt. I think you know, at the end of that day, we were at like maybe four or 500 users. So I think product time was definitely a massive driver of that. At least, you know, three, 400 users, most likely that at least saw us from product time. Yep. And how do you make, so what's the plan? I mean, how do you make money on surf? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the best thing to understand about surf is we're really aiming to disrupt kind of, you know, web analytics. So if you think of companies like Comscore, you think of companies like similar web or Nielsen, 
Um, you know, these are the companies that we're looking to disrupt. And again, like Neil's comps uh, or similar web went public, they do about 250 million in annual revenue. So for us, our goal is just to continue to acquire users, continue to reward them for their data, and then essentially, you know, monetize that data to brands through insights. How so, many rewards have, have you sent out so far? Yeah, I think we are at about $40,000 that we've given back to our users in terms of point redemption. So users redeeming points for rewards. And we actually, uh, well, yesterday was the last day, but any user downloaded SERP was entered to win a Tesla. So we're actually going to be giving away a Model 3. Probably we'll be announcing the winner in the next uh, couple of days because the contest or the, the giveaway just closed yesterday evening. So the big game with gift cards, like when Target does Black Friday gift cards, is you're betting effectively that people forget they're on their walls and they never actually use the gift cards. So you never actually have to like provide that thing. So when you say 40 on, points given back to your community, how much of those have actually been redeemed for real things? So on our side, we don't necessarily like we pay for the gift card in advance. It's not necessarily like when it's redeemed, we give them the value right up front. So on the, you know, the brand is essentially making money from us when a user redeems the card. So for example, let's say Starbucks, very popular gift card. We pay Starbucks 10 bucks to be able to give the user the $10 Starbucks gift card. So that, that's, what I'm asking, that's what I'm asking is like, let's say I'm a user and I have 10,000 points and it's going to cost a thousand points to get a $10 gift card from Starbucks via surf. But I never mm -hmm. remember to go in and, and tell you that I want that gift card using my surf points, right? How many like mm -hmm. unused surf or un, like, I don't know, unused surf points exist right now? Oh, sorry. No, that's the, the $40,000 has been redeemed points in terms of overall points. There's probably another $120,000, $130,000 worth of points that have been un, unredeemed so far. Many users prefer to save their points and get bigger items. Um, not everyone necessarily wants to redeem for a $10 Amazon or Starbucks card right away. Some people are more into you know passively accruing points over time and getting a bigger item later. But the $40,000 to $50,000 metric that I gave you, that's redeemed rewards. That's not overall compensation. I see. Overall compensation is closer to about probably $110,000, $120,000. Sometimes Zoom is not enough. You guys hear me say it all the time, building a community as a SaaS platform gives you a real advantage. And the number one tool that folks are using to get their communities together, both online and in person, is Hopin. Now, you guys have heard me interview Johnny on the show back about a year and a half ago before they had any revenue. They then acquired my good friends over at StreamYard. Now they have over $80 million in ARR, over a $7.5 billion valuation. And Johnny, as a 26-year-old, has you know added billions and billions, that's with a B, to his personal net worth because of how fast they've scaled. If you want to see why they're scaling so fast, you've got to just try and use their tool. We're thrilled to be partnering with them so that you guys can log in, check it out, and use them for free. Go to NathanLacka.com forward slash hopin right now to check it out. Again, that's NathanLacka.com forward slash hopin. I recommend you guys check out their virtual venue. We also use their studio feature and StreamYard feature to shoot deal or bust, which as you guys know is like Shark Tank for SaaS on my YouTube channel. I love these guys. I use them. I want you guys to try them as well at NathanLacka.com forward slash hopin. Limited time only. And so where do you guys get the money to buy a Tesla or pay for 40,000 bucks worth of Starbucks gift cards? Yeah. So we, again, it's like we were venture capital funded. We have some really amazing investors and funds that have come on and supported this vision. Ultimately, for Surf the, or yeah. TrueFan? So Surf is a product of TrueFan. I see. So it's how much a, have you raised not a separate it? company, not a separate, uh, uh, not a separate entity. It's I all see. under, all under TrueFan. So how much have you raised at TrueFan? Yeah, we've raised just under 6 million so far. Or, and when was, when was yeah, the last round? Canadian. Uh, well, we actually just announced a $2 million extension to our seed round we did earlier this year. That was probably 
late last week, um, oh, wow. middle okay. of last week, we announced that uh, seed extension. My my team recruiting great founders come on the show is quick. This is wonderful. Okay, so so when was the first round done? Uh, our first round was done probably like almost two years ago, but that was small, right? We're talking, you know, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. Our last major round was the first part of the seed, and that was probably middle of Q two of this year, and that was uh, about two point five million Canadian. Interesting. Okay. So the 300,000 seed you guys raised back in 2019, um, usually founders are selling like 10 to 20% of the business in the pre-seed mm-hmm. round. Is that sort of where you guys came in at? Um, I'd probably say a little less. Like what we worked off of was essentially like we did the whole YC safe model. So we kind of followed suit in terms of traditional. We were really lucky. Like both Swish and I have a lot of mentors and, and kind of uh, advisors that have kind of been through the startup uh, startup world a lot, and they kind of helped us navigating those early early ages. But we kind of pegged closer to around what most kind of YC companies sign their um, sign their deal with YC, which is around I think I can't remember if it's changed, but when we were looking at it, it was like six to seven million. Um, on that was the cap of the safe. Got it. Got it. So you raised three hundred thousand bucks on a on a safe with a cap of seven million, something like that. Yeah, roughly around there. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Now, when you did the seed, did you guys decide to price it or stay on on a note? So the seed was priced, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. walk me through how you came to that because that's a big negotiation, right? How do you do evaluation there? Most are selling again, 10, 20% of the business in the seed round. Yeah, absolutely. I think for us, it was just, you know, looking at what revenue was that, you know, growth potential. Um, you know, we had signed some, like this year for us was a really big year in terms of proving out we can sign customers north of $100,000 a year. We've been able to do that with two or three different customers. So that was like a big proving ground for us is like, can we increase ACV? Because the beginning of the year, ACV was only about eight hundred dollars. Uh, now it's about eighteen hundred. So um, that was a big uh, proving ground for us. So really, it was just kind of sitting down and saying, "Hey, you know, what do we think is a fair multiple that we're seeing?" You know, we have friends that have raised on forty x multiples. We have friends that have raised on five x multiples. So we we you know we sat down with our our lead investor. They kind of pegged what they thought was fair. You know, we we agreed and. Kind of moved from from that from that space, and, and so what I mean to the extent you can, I want to ask you the exact valuation. But what sort of mm-hmm. range multiple did you decide to raise at? Yeah, probably you know around I'd say like fifteen. I'd 15-ish. say roughly around yeah. that area. Yeah. Okay, fair. And um, and again, you're one point five million sort of run right now. So I mean, we're talking like like twenty five million sort of you know to thirty million sort of valuation somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah. Why do you need them? I mean, why does this? Why do you need so much capital? I mean, obviously you get diluted every time you do this. Why do you need money here? Yeah, I think for for us, the the main thing was, you know, and and it's a great question, Ethan, because actually for about a year of the business, we were cash flow positive. And that was actually when we were sorting out, you know, what do we want to do? We had some really great customers, you know, growth was good. It wasn't crazy fast, you know, VC scale, but it was good because we were just focusing on staying profitable. Um, You know, what we decided is that, you know, both my co-founder and I realized that, and again, this kind of goes into the longer story of why we even came to surf was we started to figure out slowly but surely different things related to consumer data. And we wanted to kind of push our hypotheses and see if they would end up being true. And for us to be able to do that at the scale that we wanted to, we we thought it would be best to bring in venture capital. So that's kind of what our decision was. Again, like I said, there was a, a close to a one-year period where we were uh we were, you know, cash flow positive and we we had no intention of fundraising. But as we came along and different customers wanted more and more, we realized that we were kind of at a crossroads and both my co-founder and I are, are young and thought it'd be, you know, we might as well uh, see what we can do. We do love profits and help me understand growth. If you're doing $125,000 a month today in revenue, where were you a year ago? Do you remember? Yeah. A year ago today was probably about 
60, 65 in, okay, in so month. Doubled. You've doubled year over year, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, and then look, I mean, these 75 customers that are paying you these enterprises. So, so like what, what would Nike pay you for? What, what are they getting? Yeah. So I think it, it really depends. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's take a, an example, which is EA. So EA is one of our biggest customers. Uh, we work with them for their annual EA play live stream, which is their biggest event, you know, like 80,000 concurrent viewers. So what with EA, it's, it's pretty, you know, they, they have everything. So I think that's why I want to use them as an example. So they analyze all their social data. So all of their EA social accounts on Instagram and Twitter, they're able to do analysis on it. So who their followers are, who their most valuable followers are, the location, the, what's in their bio, what they talk about, et cetera. So, and that's not just EA, but it could be you know FIFA or other properties that they own within kind of their social lens. The second thing is all kind of the, the first party data. So whenever EA does their live stream or their FIFA launch, they like to run a lot of giveaways. So what that means is they want to essentially give away different prizes or game codes in exchange for users to do certain actions that might be following them on a social plan, uh, social channel, signing up for their email newsletter, downloading their new EA Play app, whatever it may be. So Got our it. software helps facilitate that entire interaction. EA can pick what they want to drive people towards, and we do the rest to make sure that that's verified. And they collect all the first party data, and then they can view all that data in a dashboard. And for example, if they want to activate all the emails of the people who entered who happen to be from Los Angeles because they're doing a big, you know, NBA promotion there, then they can do that through the dashboard. And talk to me about the team today. How many folks full time? Yeah, I think we're about 28 people full time right now. 28? Um, yeah. And how many engineers? So, uh let's see. I think it's 11. 11. Okay, very cool. And do you have yeah. sales reps at these at these like ACB levels? I imagine you probably do, right? Yeah, we do. So we we actually uh, we hired our first real salesperson at the beginning of this year, um, which was great. And then we brought on um, another two people now to the team. So it's the sales team is about three. But my my co-founder Switch does spend a lot of time kind of you know selling as the CEO as well. Very cool. Listen, this is great. Now, are you planning on raising any more anytime soon? Well, I mean, because you just raised the two million, right? So you're going to invest that for a little bit. What do you think you can get revenue to before your next raise? Yeah, I think our, our goal is to probably get revenue close to about two million, um, you know, within the next probably six to you know six months, I'd say. Um, and again, for us, like a big focus is surf user growth. To be honest, a lot of the funds that we've talked to recently, you know, that we we like to keep warm are they're very interested in surf just because from a pure consumer metrics play, we're we're kind of doing great in terms of like you know compared to other consumer companies out there. So they're interested in kind of what is the uh, you know, intertwining look like between this, you know, consumer app and the data we're generating there and the businesses we have paying for our current B2B product. Like, can we bring those two things together? Makes a lot of sense. In the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, and a favorite business book. Um, the Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I really like, not, I don't think not like currently that I'm obsessed with, but actually that's a lie. Um, one of my favorite CEOs is the CEO of Dapper Labs, Raham Gorgals. Dapper Labs. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Um, I honestly really, really like Slack, mainly because of all of the integrations that we have. So uh, all of our team can be updated with metrics, revenue, you know, user feedback, Zendesk, everything all lives in our Slack. And I think it's a really good hub for any, everyone on the team to get an overall insight of the health of the company. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I get probably seven to eight hours of sleep. I'm, That's good. I'm very situ- big on sleep. Very good on balance. Situation: married, single, kids. 
Uh, I am in a long-term relationship with my girlfriend. Again, I'm, I'm 23 years old. Uh, she's 23, so we're both young. But we've been going out for four and a half years. She's finishing her final year of med school. So probably uh, move along from just being boyfriend and girlfriend in the next year or two. Last question. What do you wish you knew three years ago when you were 20? Uh, I think three years ago, I, I, I wish I knew that uh, it's okay to learn. I think so much of being a young person in startups, like I went to Stanford, like a lot of it is just pushing to achieve and not necessarily taking the time to actually learn that it's okay to learn and fail. And I think 20 year old me could probably, could probably hear that and it would go a long way. Guys, TrueFan is helping big brands like EA Sports collect audience insights. Their new tool called Surf is basically rewarding folks for using them, paying them for their data to continue powering this machine and get network effects. They were doing $60,000 a month a year ago, now $125,000 a month. So really healthy growth. They just closed the second part of their seed round. So $4.5 million total raised in their seed round at somewhere between called a $20 and $30 million valuation. Uh, they're scaling fast, 20 on the team, 11 engineers as they look to continue bringing on salespeople and pushing product forward, specifically Surf. Anik, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much for your time.